If you're driving, please remember to use your car's Bluetooth speaker while listening to the AM Drive. Sports talk is not worth your safety or the safety of others. Thank you. hump day to everyone in the sports universe it is november the 10th 2021 this is the am drive on 12 ounce sports we are live for aaron crouch i am michael carbillis what is going on aaron not a whole lot another day in paradise Woohoo! paradise is always good right it's true our first segment is presented by pick and make picks against the spread every week to win real cash prizes with Pick'emores. It's 100% free to play, which makes it that much better. Compete against friends and us here at the AM Drive for the ultimate bragging rights. www.pickemores.com slash fly. That's pickemores.com slash F-L-Y. Any last words on Pick'emores? I'm ready for this week. Yeah, I uh, we had a few signups this week from uh, from listeners and viewers, so uh, we appreciate that. Keep it coming. Tell your friends to use that uh, that link right there down at the bottom. Let's see if I can do this right. right no, nope. <laughs> no, nope, you missed it. But I'm, direct, uh, I'm directionally challenged. But yeah, it's, sign up today, and uh, it's pretty awesome. It's a pretty awesome site so far. And let us know how you did too, because I know me and Aaron both actually had pretty decent weeks. For our first official week with Pick'em Wars. Yeah, I won some of those boost coins. Right. All right. Let's get to our college football playoff ranks reaction. And let's start off with the top four, Aaron. The Georgia Bulldogs, of course, number one, as they should be, like you said. Number two, and I let out a gigantic what when they came off as number two again, despite barely beating LSU. Number three was Oregon who still holds on to a week two win against Ohio State. And, of course, you got to put a Big Ten team in there. It's Ohio State. I don't like it still. I just – I don't like it. Like, what is it with – why are we putting Oregon so high on this pedestal? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, so a couple of things I look at this, and it's been two weeks now, is, and I know we've crapped on Oklahoma, but the fact of the matter is, is they still haven't lost a game yet, regardless of how many they win by – they're in a Power 5 conference. Now, there's going to be a big test here for the next three weeks because Oklahoma, I believe, has Baylor, uh, Iowa State, and and uh, Oklahoma State, two of which are ranked. Iowa State potentially could be ranked, probably won't be. But um, Oklahoma will find its way into this, I believe, uh, to be honest with you. But the Oregon situation, I think, is how do you put Ohio State in and Oregon out when Oregon beat Ohio State? But if you're looking at it just on a week-to-week basis, in my opinion, while I don't love Alabama being at second, it's purely just a Michigan State loss. Everybody slides up one. Because I'm, I'm still – I mean, I was shocked to see that Cincinnati got to go up just like everybody else. You know, Michigan slid huh. up one, Cincinnati, Ohio State, and Oregon. They all slid up from where they were previously up one spot. So it almost feels like they kind of mailed it in this week, and it's less of a talking point of who's in right now because of last week's – shock and all that stuff yes does Alabama belong at number two probably not do we believe they're one of the top four teams in the nation yes but at the time to to I don't know what you would call it to be to basically allow all of this to shake out as of right now they should not be a number two ranked team and that's that's just it's, it's unfortunate that there are some undefeated teams like Oklahoma and Cincinnati that have to look up at one loss teams right now free losses baby only in college football do you get a free loss when their little their literal narrative when I'm watching this preview is win, win, and win again. Huh. That's interesting that you guys have as a promo there. Well, it's funny. I got an email. Uh, I get an email every week when the college rankings, the football rankings are Same. Uh, announced. And they basically made the argument for expansion right there on the email, which is shocking because ESPN wants this to be whatever they – yeah, however they control this. This this committee and, and the fact that ESPN basically has a monopoly on this. And uh, they put out an e- a, a, a little blip in the email that said 42 teams 
42 ranked teams have been beaten by unranked opponents this year. I mean, if that's not an argument for playoff expansion, I don't know what is. I mean, people, you know, unranked teams, and I think they said like another 10 or 15 games in the last two weeks uh, between ranked and unranked opponents have been within 10 points or less. So, I mean, the parity is there. Like, do I believe Georgia has any true tests? No. Are they the top team right now? Absolutely. I mean, they don't give up any points to anybody. (laughs) But that's why we play like any given Saturday. I can, you know, you can be on your off game. Like we love the NFL so much because any given Sunday, you know, the Jets can beat the Bengals or the Bills can lose to the Jaguars. Yep. But we don't believe that same narrative in college football. Like why? Like, do I really want to see the military or the holiday arm, you know, whatever all of these bowls are, the Cherubundi chart, Bahamas Bowl, the Boca Raton Bowl. Do I really want to see those be bowl games between – you know, who knows what and who gives a damn? No, I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather, I'd rather see that. You know, I, I twelve. To, I said twelve to sixteen teams. I've been saying that. I think we just bypass eight. But would I rather see Wake Forest in Georgia or hell, even if the season ended today, we'd have an Alabama versus Texas A and M rematch or something along those lines? Or if you know the four, if the first four teams get buys, then you're looking at you know even Cincinnati playing Wake Forest or Michigan playing Texas A and M. Like those are the games I'd rather see than. You know, Western Michigan playing Central Missouri, Arkansas State West School for the Deaf and Blind Boys. I mean, like, it's like, who cares? Oh, leave the you deaf know, and blind boys alone. The college football model already has a flaw because we talked about it, I believe, yesterday or, or two days ago. Like, you know, when these guys are pro prospects, they're not going to care about playing the Liberty Bowl. But if they're in, a, they're in a, if they're in a, a the AutoZone Bowl, yeah, the playoff. If they're in a playoff game. You have more of a chance of seeing them on a national stage, you know? So I just I just don't quite understand it. As far as going back centralized to the playoffs, I mean, nothing's really shocking. Michigan State's maybe staying ahead of Oklahoma. It could be the only thing that you could say, well, you know, but how far is Michigan State supposed to fall? Here is my biggest gripe before I get to the Michigan controversy is I actually just thought of something when you were saying all that about bowl games. It seems like the biggest flaw in this whole thing is we wanted a playoff and we just we kept all those BS bowls. Like it seems like they're they're contradicting each other here. And I don't think that they need to be. Like just like we said before, get rid of those and put in some bigger playoff. Because those bowls they're trying to keep the old good old boy narrative while adding some new life and it's just not working. Well, expand your bowls. I mean, make those – make, you know, okay, like what do we have? Uh, just off the top of my head, there's going to be an extra uh, three, six, nine, ten games in the playoff roughly. You know, make your top ten bowls, top 12 bowls your playoff games, and you can keep your old bowls, and you can even add new bowls. I mean, we're talking revenue here. Can and I also add- said um, maybe shorten the season to 11 games if you're that worried about health. You know, it's like – because half these games don't matter anyways. Yeah, these guys don't go. To, they they don't go to college to play school. I think Cardell Jones said that uh, very very good uh, six or seven years ago, however long it was when Ohio State won the legend, title. legend legend Cardell Jones. But speaking of Ohio State, like we're talking about, and this might not be what's going through the committee's mind, but I gotta imagine it is. We're talking about Ohio State not leapfrogging Oregon because Oregon has the win over Ohio State. Me too. But they're they're very easily and quick to put Michigan over Michigan State, despite the fact that Michigan State beat Michigan. So yeah. what is your what is your process here? Yeah, and they, they said like like this Iowa Big Ten guy, this Big Ten, no, this AD in Iowa said, oh well, I mean, goodness gracious, you know, it took us like thirty minutes to. I don't care. Like, I think um the guy asked him like, what was what was the voting like? It was only thirteen of you, so what was the voting like? Oh well, yeah, we don't, I don't have the information. There's thirteen. You don't know how many people chose Michigan over Michigan State. Just say eight of us liked Michigan. There you go. And that's the thing. It's like, you know, okay, if you give us that reason, we're probably not going to like it. But how can you justify – I mean, do we believe Ohio State's better than Oregon right now? I believe yes because I've their last few weeks since that game, yes. Okay. So by that simple logic, now this might be stretching it a bit, but shouldn't Texas A&M be ahead of Alabama? Yeah. Even though, yeah. They're two, even though they're a two-loss team? And I saw that argument as well on ESPN. They said, like, you know, maybe the 
Should that be a thing? But they say like two losses and one loss is a big difference in college football. I know. I at least it's supposed to be hurt. Unjust. Mostly unjust there. But my point is that you can you can totally authorize Ohio State being ahead of Oregon if that's what you believe. You can't just say that just because of a head-to-head loss. Like, like I said, you can't. And then three slots later say, well, Michigan State's number seven because they lost to Purdue. But then right above them is Michigan who lost to Michigan State. So your transitive property just doesn't work. You don't have a rhyme or reason for this. Like, if you're going to say this is what we believe, then that's fine. So you're basically saying that the, the game Michigan versus Michigan State doesn't matter, despite the fact I believe, nope. um, you know, Michigan State came back on Michigan. By a lot. So it's just like, what do you, what is your plan? I mean, I'm happy to see Cincinnati move up to number five, but I, my big beef now is maybe that Oklahoma didn't get to move up. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering about that. And Houston, how in the crap is Houston unranked? you know why? Because narrative. I mean, how do you just how do you just tell a conference? By the way, I don't care what you guys do; it doesn't matter. How do you tell somebody that? I mean, you they, look at they it. They should yeah. really can their football program if that's the case. I mean, you have these unranked teams moving in. Purdue, I'm I'm fine with. They have two top five wins, which is insane. Uh, UTSA finally got in the rankings, so we can't really throw them out based on the narrative that we have. Um, well. That they just not, be so they can act like they're doing something for those guys when they're really not. But you're right; they're they're uh, they're so far out of the mix; it's never gonna never gonna come to fruition. But you're right; Houston being eight and one and unranked, it feels like a narrative play to me. The worst thing as we move even, on, they didn't even receive votes. They didn't even receive. They didn't even receive. Uh, if I'm looking at the complete rankings here, they're at best thirtieth because of. Mississippi State, I mean, I don't know how far they go with this, but Arkansas at number 25, who beat Mississippi State and knocked Mississippi State out, it's like, it's just like, I don't know. The worst thing that could happen to Cincinnati is if Alabama beats Georgia, because then Alabama's going to get in, Georgia's going to get in, Oklahoma and Ohio State, and then Cincinnati's left out when they're undefeated. Right, which makes my case every year for 12 teams. I'm telling you, it's five five winners of the power five, five runner-ups of the power five and the two best G five teams. If you can't win or runner up your conference, you don't deserve to get in. Right. It, it leaves Alabama in, but they'll, they'll find a way for a 12 team playoff to put five SEC teams in. That's the problem. <laughs> you have to have, you have to have, you have to have uh, parameters. You do. You just have to. Pick slash fly. When we come back, we have pretty breaking news here. Odell Beckham Jr has narrowed it down to three teams. Who are they? Instant reaction when we come back. The AM Drive on Twilight Sports presented by pickamores.com slash fly. Sports, do you like free money? You're going to be watching the game anyway. So join us at pickamores.com to play. Weekly NFL and NCAA contests are live right now. Play free at pickamores.com. This is Popple, the next generation business card. With just a tap, your Popple instantly shares your digital business card to both iPhone and Android devices. The best part? The other person doesn't need an app or a Popple to receive your info. To pop your info, tap your Popple to the top of an iPhone, the center of an Android, or just scan your in-app QR code. And just like that, all your info is saved to their phone. More connections, more leads, more sales. That's Popple. Download our free app and get your Popple today. One of the challenges that most guys have is they don't know how to dress. But a lot of guys confuse business casual with ripped jeans and t-shirts. You have to dress for the role that you want, not for the role that you have. Buttercloth is the perfect blend between comfort and casual style, but the key word is style. It's like butter. It's so comfortable. You feel like you're wearing a t-shirt. You're business casual, but you look professional. I love the comfort. Another thing I love about Buttercloth is the collars. They come with collar stays. This shirt is the most comfortable material you will ever try and still look professional with a collar. Listen to me. You look great, you're comfortable, and it's the new standard for casual. Aren't you the vice golf guy? Yeah. You want an autograph? Uh, yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a pro plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. 
It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. Top performing golf ball, half the price. It's almost stealing. Quit searching the globe and get your high performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. Twelve Ounce Sports has a new home for betting. BetUS.com is the official place to place your bets and support 12 Ounce Sports. All you have to do is go to BetUS.com and type in the promo code 120Z and you'll instantly get a deposit bonus. This is America's favorite sports book. And remember, always gamble responsibly. Sports fans are gearing up at Fanatics.com, the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear. From all the leagues, teams, and players you love. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. If you run a podcast or a small business, it's hard spreading the word. You got friends that want to check it out, but Aaron, will they? You hope, but you're not uh, optimistic about it. Exactly. Well, it's time to grow your brand with Popple. P-O-P-L. No more begging for views. No more, hey, check this out when you get a chance. Popple is an easy-to-use, but high-tech digital business card. Get your Popple using the code AMDRIVE for 20% off. Set up your links and share. People you share it with don't even need Popple. So again, when you buy your Popple and Keychain credit card or even Pop Socket form, use the code AMDRIVE, all caps, for 20% off on popl.co. Aaron, I want to get to this topic first because it was reported this morning that Odell, well, last night that Odell Beckham Jr. would narrow it down to teams today and that he would choose one today. Well, now Diana Rossini of ESPN is reporting it's the Chiefs, it's the Saints who you liked, and it's the Packers, as previously reported, because he wants an offensive-minded coach, a good quarterback, and, um, a, and a contender. I think that leaves out the Saints. Because, I mean, they're not, I don't think they're going to be a contender. I don't care if they add him or not. Um, I, think, I think Packers and Chiefs, I think it goes to Green Bay. And Patriots, <clears throat> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it seems like if you're looking exactly about entering into a team that theoretically doesn't need you, then it's the Packers. I oh. would think... I would. I know that sounds crazy, but I would think that you're right. The Saints and the Patriots both would really kind of need his services <clears throat> to become that next step contender. I mean, the Packers. Let's be honest. They two years in a row with effectively the same nucleus here. Uh, they've gotten to the NFC Championship. So, I mean, theoretically, you can call them a contender. They are. They're in the game that takes you to the ultimate pinnacle. So. Do we say that Odell Beckham puts the Patriots in the AFC race with Tennessee, Buffalo, maybe even Las Vegas? Or are they are they a top four no. team? Could they be a top four team though? Five. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're a half a game back of Buffalo, so it's not like it's out of the realm of possibility for them to win the AFC East. I'm sorry, Baltimore's in that as well. Pittsburgh. Like, is there any is there any team in the AFC if in the AFC at all that you're just like they are head and shoulders a Super Bowl the Super Bowl representative in here? I don't think there is. According to Glennis of Titans, but I disagree. I mean, it's possible if they continue to play the way they do, but Derrick Henry is going to matter throughout the course of the season. Maybe, maybe yep. not. Maybe I could be wrong. But I think the AFC is wide open, so the Patriots probably could become a contender. But I don't know if Odell Beckham is that good. I mean, you look at the situation, and it was brought up last night, um, or excuse me, Monday night. Um, you know, Randy Moss said his career, he felt like his career was over until he went to New England, and it was rejuvenated. I mean, he has the all-time touchdown record because of it uh, in a single season. Yeah, I was going to bring up Randy Moss. Like, do you think that Bill Bell, I mean, I, I don't know if I trust Mac Jones like that, but Mac Jones had big receivers at, at um, Alabama, made it happen. Well, Mac Jones is progressing, you know, week in and week out, just like we think Justin Fields is as well. Like, yeah. 
I mean, you have a rookie quarterback nine games into the season and he's, and he's got a winning record. That's, you know, that's not terrible. Um, but as far as the saints, I think the NFC is a different animal. I think Dallas is still there. Green Bay, obviously we talked about it. Tampa Bay, even though they beat the Saints, or excuse me, the saints beat them. I still think Tampa Bay is better than the New Orleans saints. If it's Trevor Simeon or Taysom Hill, they bring in somebody else. That's, you know, a lot better, which I don't know what's on the market there other than maybe calling Drew Brees and begging him to come back. Um, you have Arizona and Los Angeles out West. So it's, I think it, it, it's Green Bay or it's New England. I don't see the Saints really, like you said, I don't, I don't believe them as a true contender, although they are still in that, in that playoff fold. But I think it's Green Bay or it's New England. Ultimately, it'll probably end up being the Packers. Well, it's not New England because, like I said, although the Patriots have, have kind of asked him, Gordon Diner was seeing Patriots starting into the conversation right now. I understand that. With Kansas City, I just – why even why yeah. even go there? Like, there's so many the options. The offensive line is their biggest problem, and they don't they don't need that, Odell. Actually, it's not going to help. Their offensive line is, is actually not terrible. The problem is, is that mm. why are you going to go to a spot in Kansas City where you're less of an option than you were in Cleveland? You have Mahomes. Average quarterback? I think he's going to Green Bay. I think so, too. But the situation is here. There's so many places for him to go. I don't – I mean, he wa- he's like, I need to go to a contender. Well, are there a lot of contenders that really want you? They're a contender without you. Have you heard his criteria, though? It was The fact that he said offensive-minded coach and a good quarterback. And I'm like, dude, come on, you picky little thing. Well, I mean, you're, all signs are pointing to the Packers in that. Offensive-minded coach and Matt LaFleur, good quarterback and Aaron Rodgers, and a contender, which we believe that Green Bay is. Yeah, I think I think he has to go to Green Bay because I think the key is offensive-minded coach. I mean, you know, Saints don't just don't have a quarterback. Mahomes is, is, is better than Andy Reid, at least that's what it seems like in terms of quarterback. But, like, you got Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur, I think he's going to Green Bay. Does Green Bay want him is the question. I'm sure. Maybe. Why wouldn't you? I don't know. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is a very temperamental person. Like, he loves he loves Randall Cobb. He loves MVS. And obviously, he loves... Um, Lizard. Devontae Adams and Alan Lazar. They've, they've got a good nucleus there. I mean, like, Aaron Rodgers plays that game on Sunday. They might blow out Kansas City. Yeah, I agree. Do they need Odell Beckham Jr.? That's the question. He's become such... Uh, a potential cancerous problem. Like, do you even really want to disrupt that? What if, what if OBJ is the third or fourth or fifth option in Green Bay? What changed? He'd be this. He'd be at least the third. I mean, you can't. He'd be over one of those guys. I. He wouldn't be over Adams, but he'd be at least number three. I think Aaron. Just imagine, huh? I think, I think Aaron Jones is number two. Well, I'm talking about wide receivers, though. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's what I'm saying, but. As far as options, I think Robert Tanyan. You don't even talk options, about options. Yeah, Aaron Jones is number two. Yeah, I mean Robert Tanyan, a safety blanket over the middle. I mean, uh, maybe he's number four. I don't know. They could use him in New Orleans though, but I don't. I don't. You can't go with Trevor Simeon and Sean Payton. I'm sorry. If he keep, if he keep, I know this sounds dirty, but if he keeps his mouth shut, he he. They could use him anywhere. Anybody can use him. It's just do you do you have to you have to wonder if there's going to be a problem. You saw what Baker said. Baker was like, he was like, <laughs> I think that I'll throw the BS we put up this week. <laughs> See, my problem is that is Baker. He's just such an asshole. Well, he is. But the problem is, is that doesn't make you look good, Baker. You should just look, man. He's, he's always talking. talking out of his butt. It's so stupid. We worry about the people who are on our roster. That's all he's need to say. And they could have just put that to bed. There's a reason why Odell. There's a reason why Odell hasn't talked to him. Baker say, oh, he hasn't talked to me. I still love him. Well, apparently he doesn't love you because you're a jerk. So, Yeah, that's fine. It's, I mean, so far, you know, career-wise, Baker Mayfield's been better without OBJ. So, at least in the win column. Right. I don't like this topic. I, I, I kind of liked it at first, but our goaltending sucks. I said when the, when the first game of the season, our goaltending absolutely sucks. <laughs> I, mean, I don't... Did you know it's the seventh time this season the Kraken have given up more than four four goals? More than four goals or four or more goals? Four or more. Well, that's the same thing. You have more four or more. Well, more than four goals would be five. Anyways, that's that's a that's a that's a terrible stat though. 
How are we? Even, how do we even have four wins in an overtime loss at this point? Well, I mean, you look at the situation. It's a, it, there's going to be road bumps. I think everybody's expecting, and and to an extent, I did too. Mm. Um, everyone's expecting Vegas and Seattle to just mirror each other, and that doesn't happen. Like that Vegas expansion story is lightning in a bottle. I mean, it uh. absolutely is. It is. It, it's it's exactly what it is, and. I don't think that necessarily the the Kraken are underperforming. I think they're performing right where they are. I mean, what are they four, eight, and one? I mean, they're they're winning they're winning two thirds of their games theoretically at this point. So I mean, it's I think I mean, the me, one, third are, of their games, one third of their games. I think the Kraken are a good team. They just get a freaking goaltender. Like we're putting up goals. It's not like we're just we're not. I mean, yeah, we put up two last night, but holding a two to one lead should be easier than thirty seconds. Well, you know, I again, I was at that game. I watched that game. I really thought there was only one soft goal. I thought Vegas just outplayed them uh, from a strategic standpoint. I thought Seattle mm-hmm. kind of was the, the boxer in the ring who just punch, 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 just never stopped punching for four rounds. And eventually Vegas found the right spots and, and was able to beat them through strategic moves. I mean, um, you know, I, there was one soft goal, in my opinion. It was the third goal from the blue line. That was but, nice. But, uh, yeah, Seattle does necessarily have a goaltending problem. I mean, Grubauer is not what they expected him to be, which is crazy because he was, I, he was in, in my opinion, he was my Vezina winner last year, and it's just looked so much different. But it's easy to look really good with Colorado in front of you and one of the best defensemen in the game in Kale McCarr. But um, Seattle's just going through some growing pains. It's going to be tough. I, I expected a little bit more out of them, but they're uh, – they're in a division, unfortunately, that was tougher than a lot of people predicted. We forced a lot of turnovers too, and it just doesn't like there. We can't do anything with them. Like right. I don't, like I don't see how a team can keep on getting the puck back, and they keep on allowing goals. Like our, you, you get one. They, I don't get it. We outshoot teams a lot of nights. We outhit them. Like we got the, the goaltending is is the issue here. I don't see anything else that we really need to vehemently work on you got a lot of bad defensemen too and you got a lot of old defensemen and you got a lot of young defensemen which isn't a recipe you don't have you don't have veterans who are in their prime you have young guys like uh vince dunn jeremy lazan carson Susi, hayden flurry young guys who need some time to develop couple that with adam adam larson jamie alexiak and mark giordano guys who are just in my opinion Either old or not very good or both. Like I, Mark well, Tanev and Geeky and, and um and, and some other guys. Oh, like they're, they're to me are our best players so far. Right, and when when uh, Morgan Geeky is your best player, which unfortunately he only has two points this year, but um, when Morgan Geeky is your best player, you got problems. Actually, I, I believe that uh, ten of ten of Eberle and Schwartz and even Johnny Gord had a phenomenal yeah, goal last night. Um. Your best players are are just they're producing, but they're not producing enough to cover for these other um, these other guys like you know Marcus Johansson, a veteran they brought in that just isn't doing anything. He's only played two games this year because he's, he's been hurt. Cali Yarncrocks only played half the season. Like you got you got guys getting healthy again. I, I I think you just need to pump the brakes on an expansion team. They're they're right about where you sh- they're actually probably better than where you should expect them. They should probably be in the same realm of like Arizona right now, and they're not. They're better than Arizona. We're better than people. We're only we're we're better than what we, what we are because our goaltending sucks, and we should not even have four wins. Mm-hmm. I, I, I I don't even think I think it's it's been my biggest flaw so far. I don't see how we give up three goals in a row on a nightly basis. It just it, it irks my nerves. I I don't know if I can necessarily jump all over that with you, but um, I think Grubauer. I mean, he sucks this year. Yeah, the save percentage is tough. You know, it, it's it's not great. I think they need to do more of a split, maybe get these guys more reps and give Grubauer a little bit more time. Uh, I'm not sure why they've got a 10-2-2 split here. Um, Drieger needs to play more games. Mm. The y'all, Y'all's goalie is, is exceptional. He's a monster. Most nights. Some nights he can be he can be tough. We we threw the um we threw the um haymaker at him and he just says hop oh, got got not not no psych like you idiot give us one you schmuck <laughs> he gave you two yeah but I mean good lord he was nasty all right when we come back we're talking NFL MVP Heisman winner and college basketball started 
be right back to the AM Drive on 12-Ounce Sports. Sports? Do you like free money? You're going to be watching the game anyway. So join us at PickemWars.com to play. Weekly NFL and NCAA contests are live right now. Play free at PickemWars.com. This is Popple, the next generation business card. With just a tap, your Popple instantly shares your digital business card to both iPhone and Android devices. The best part? The other person doesn't need an app or a Popple to receive your info. To pop your info, tap your Popple to the top of an iPhone, the center of an Android, or just scan your in-app QR code. And just like that, all your info is saved to their phone. More connections, more leads, more sales. That's Popple. Download our free app and get your Popple today. One of the challenges that most guys have is they don't know how to dress. But a lot of guys confuse business casual with ripped jeans and t-shirts. You have to dress for the role that you want, not for the role that you have. Buttercloth is the perfect blend between comfort and casual style, but the key word is style. It's like butter. It's so comfortable. You feel like you're wearing a t-shirt. You're business casual, but you look professional. I love the comfort. Another thing I love about Buttercloth is the collars. They come with collar stays. This shirt is the most comfortable material you will ever try and still look professional with a collar. Listen to me. You look great, you're comfortable, and it's the new standard for casual. Aren't you the vice golf guy? Yeah. You want an autograph? Uh, yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a pro plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. Top performing golf ball, half the price. It's almost stealing. Quit searching the globe and get your high performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. Twelve Ounce Sports has a new home for betting. BetUS.com is the official place to place your bets and support 12 Ounce Sports. All you have to do is go to BetUS.com and type in the promo code 120Z and you'll instantly get a deposit bonus. This is America's favorite sports book. And remember, always gamble responsibly. are gearing up at Fanatics.com, the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear. From all the leagues, teams, and players you love. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. <clears throat> all right, welcome back into the AM Drive. We are sitting here in the studio, myself and Michael Corvellis, and we are presented by Fanatics. Every team, every league, daily deals for that sports fan in your life that Fanatics has got you covered. Please support us using the direct link at MikeAndAaronDrive.com. We are proud sponsored affiliates of Fanatics.com. So once again, MikeAndAaronDrive.com right up there in the corner. Click the Fanatics logo. Get shopping today. Thank you very much for your support. And... Christmas is coming up, so please make sure you're getting those gear for your sports fan, courtesy of Fanatics and MikeAndAaronDrive.com. All righty, Mike, let's uh, move into this here. It's March. Well, it's not March. It's March Madness <laughs> countdown, and college basketball has started. I will tell you what, there is, there. I like college basketball. They start these big games right off the bat, right off the tip, and I, and it's something to really be proud of, I guess you could say, because college football doesn't really necessarily do the same all the time anymore. Um, but early thoughts here, Kansas defeats Michigan state 87, 74, Ohio state has a tough time with Akron. See the football team there as well. 16 point favorites. They barely beat Akron by one. And then with our biggest game of the night, arguably was Duke versus Kentucky 10 versus nine Duke squeaks out an eight point win in that one. Uh, your overreaction, anything you learned from the opening night, uh, any surprises in college basketball? I was surprised that Tom Izzo once again was arguing with a player. 
Um, they do always like it's in players' faces and players in his face. I think they put her, their hands on each other, which is awful too. I was, I'm, I'm not really surprised. Kentucky actually has an older team than people think, which is weird for a John Calipari team. I don't know if you ever remember him always coaching up freshmen. Well, this year he's got a better team, and Duke manhandled him for the most part of the night. Um, I think, uh, by the way, last night the top scoring college basketball school was named Bryant. They scored 122 on their opponents. I was trying to look for like, the highest scoring teams all night. 122 in a college basketball game is good. But I think Duke and Coach K's farewell tour looks like the team to beat here. Obviously, we did not see UCLA last night, if I'm not mistaken. Gonzaga was supposed to win by 40 against this team named Dixie Davis or whatever. And I actually had Dixie Davis plus 40. And Gonzaga only won by like 20 or 22. Um, Villanova destroyed their opponent, so they look pretty good. But I think Duke and Villanova are on a crash course for some pretty big things this year. But like I said, I don't believe UCLA played last night, and that was a big thing. Well, UCLA did play. They played uh, CSU Bakersfield. So they, they beat them by what looks to be like almost 40 points. Woo! Um, but, you know, I mean, you don't kind of pay attention to those games when you have Kansas okay. and Michigan State. And, you know, Duke and Kentucky, like, why would you watch UCLA play Bakersfield? Like, it's it's okay that you missed it. I, I don't I don't doubt you either. Not that I, I'm, I'm reading the, the, the box scores here. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the Coach K farewell tour, it's kind of bittersweet to see because, you know, you start getting these guys, it kind of almost, you know, makes you think about your, your life. Like, Coach K's been the coach of Duke my entire life. Yeah, like my entire life and yours, too, for this point. So, like, now you got to look at a situation where they're going to have to replace him. Like, does Duke go out on top as as a uh, as a national champion? That would be quite a story to write for for Coach K and Duke. But, uh, yeah, Gonzaga, I think they won by like 35, which didn't cover the 40. You're correct. But, um, you know, this is a night where, you know, everything on display really points to those big teams like you know, Kansas beating Michigan State. Now, is Michigan State what they once were? No, of course not. But you better believe they're probably going to be around come tourney time. And that's when Tom Izzo does his best work. But, um, yeah, it's 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 just like I, I remember when I was an NBA fan, like a big NBA fan, like the first night of the season, we're ready to crown people. You yeah. know, it's like, see, I told you this, this. And it's like, guys, there's a long way to go. And some of these teams are going to go down. You know, they're going to go down to teams you don't expect them to go down to. But, like, I think I think there's a, a strong chance that Gonzaga enters the tournament undefeated again. Syracuse, I mean, how about Jim Beheim? Both of his sons scored, I believe, over 18 points last night. Which I I knew he had one son that was playing. I had no idea he had two sons that could both get buckets. So that was pretty cool for Syracuse. Well, I mean, let's let's play let's play the game here. Like, it's, it's <laughs> I don't want to play that game, but like Syracuse. I mean, in the ACC, you have Duke. You have a North Carolina team now without Roy Williams. I think Hubert Davis is the new coach there, who is a former right. Carolina Tar Heel. Like, you look in the situation here with with the ACC. Like, is Syracuse a team that can contend? Uh, you know, as well in that spot because they've been kind of you know middle of the road, a couple of tournament surprises. Florida State's in there, Notre Dame's in there. Like, what do you make of the ACC here with, you know, Syracuse and other top teams? I mean, don't forget UVA as well. UVA is always well coached. I know that Duke has the star power this year. I believe their number one guy, especially like the number one pick in the draft. I'm it's so hard to keep up with those guys so many times. So last guy I really kept up with was Zion, actually. But I mean North Carolina's kind of fallen off the last few years, in my opinion. I think Syracuse could be there, especially with the Bayheim brothers doing what they did last night. I think it's going to be Syracuse and Duke for, for ACC. It totally could be. I mean, it's it's uh, UVA actually lost to Navy, of all teams, ironically, last night. <laughs> Boy, Navy's about to piss me off. This show's always about Navy. <laughs> it seems to find a way in the show Holy here God. every week. The midshipmen. Go ahead and make your way too early prediction for your national champion. Do you think it's going to be Duke? Oh, I it, it seems everybody wants to say because it it's just too good to be true. But I mean, Zach, when is Gonzaga going to do it? Yeah, right. At some point, you've got to. They just got to get there. And like I said, they're a great team. They play in a conference that well coached. Is, you know, less to be and more to be desired, but. 
get into the tournament at some point you're right they've got to they've got to figure out a way to just get one i mean Mark they Few, lost it last year then in that in the whole thing <laughs> like right but i mean you know how much do you punish a team that you know gets to the elite 8 the final 4 or the national championship game with relative Every consistency year. yeah i i'm going to go with Gonzaga I, i'm a Duke guy but i'm i'm going with Gonzaga yeah, fair enough i can i can get down on that i have to do more research here but Early thought process, I'll, I'll just take Kansas. I thought they looked really good. If I'm making a way yeah. too early prediction, I thought they looked really good. But, yeah, I always had a soft spot for Gonzaga uh, because it's still amazing how he gets, you know, top players to come to – aren't they in, like, Spokane? Like, Nowheresville, Washington? I have no idea where they're at. I just know they're they're good all the time. I think they're Washington, yeah. But they do have a couple tests uh, this year if, you know, the, the rankings hold true. They have Texas as their next game. Got UCLA on the twenty third. I think that's here in Vegas. Oh, um, and well, that should be a also, huge game. They also play Alabama and Duke this year, so fun games to start the season here in the first two months. Well, they play Duke in the regular season. Yeah, they play Duke. Uh, let's see. It looks like the twenty sixth. Is that like right after Thanksgiving or on Thanksgiving or something like that? Dude, okay, I'm definitely. Wow, that Gonzaga's going to prove me right or wrong in the next month. Then. Oh, you know what? I think that's the 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 the, the thing in Vegas here. I think that's the, crazy. The Empire Classic. I think they play Duke and UCLA. That's here awesome. In Vegas. That could be a fun one. Maybe I'll go to that and I'll I'll, uh, I'll live stream it for you. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> oh my gosh! I I mean, it's it's been a good year. It's going to be a good year in college basketball if those are the matches we're getting. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, like you said, more games in the beginning where teams are kind of ironing themselves out is better. I agree. Especially when you have such a long conference play in these in these uh, in college basketball. Conference play is two, three months long, which and then you have a conference tournament. So you don't get to see these teams in February, March. You get to see them in November and December, which unfortunately for college basketball, People are still paying attention to other sports, but maybe they're doing this in an attempt to say, hey, look at me. <laughs> your wife, I feel so sorry for you today. <laughs> it's been so bad. <laughs> oh, wife, man. Yeah, the Wi-Fi, got, I got uh, orange bars today, but we're going we're gonna to power through here. Let's talk, uh, let's talk Heisman and MVPs here. We'll start out with the – we talked about this yesterday a little bit, and I kind of teased it. But uh, through nine weeks of the season – those things are kind of starting to shape up. We've talked about a few different guys. Um, so I'll, I'll start first, in my opinion, and I teased this a couple days ago. My MVP is Lamar Jackson. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, with, with with the exception of the seven interceptions, he is the team in Baltimore. I mean, 2,200 passing yards, 600 rushing yards, which leads the team by almost 400. He's leading the team over a guy who hasn't played in three weeks. I mean, not only that – Latavius Murray hasn't played in almost three weeks, and he's still second on the team in rushing. So you can tell the rushing attack is not good. Um, but they're six and two, first in the AFC North, which we all we all can agree is a tough conference. I mean, right. they're they're six and two, and the last place team is five and four. But right now, as it stands through nine weeks, I think I got to give it. I think I got to give it to Lamar Jackson. It probably could have been Derrick Henry in the running as well, but he's not going to in the running. <laughs> no pun intended, I guess. Right. So, this, I actually did have Derrick Henry at first, but the more I thought about it, he did he did miss that. I mean, he's going to be out for the year. So, honorable mention to Derrick Henry because he is leading the, the year in rushing by an insane, like 200 yards, I think, or more. <laughs> but he's just disgusting. But since he is going to be pretty much void out now, I want to go with Aaron Rodgers, but I can't do it because he's like way down to like, 24th in terms of passing yards? I can't do that. I gotta go with Kyler Murray. Although Cole McCoy didn't didn't do that any favors. I gotta go with Kyler Murray. But man, Lamar Jackson is right there. I agree. Lamar Jackson is right there. I mean, it seems like this year, unfortunately, without Derrick Henry, um, you know, you try to make a case for other people. I mean, it's hard to make a case for wide receivers because they're so reliant on on quarterbacks, obviously. Like Matthew Stafford's another guy who's in the race. Tom Cooper Brady in the Cup race. was what well, I wanted to mention too. Well, that's where I was going to get here is Cooper Cup, who's our only 1,000-yard receiver. He's done it in nine weeks. Um, I've said he's the best receiver in the game. Some people have 
tried to discount that, but I still stand by my belief. But actually, I was also another name I was going to say that I'm surprised that you didn't throw in the in the in the hat in the, uh, your his hat in the ring here was Jonathan Taylor. I mean, he arguably could be keeping the Colts afloat here with this spot. I mean, he ran for 172 last Thursday night. He's had a pretty good season quietly, and especially Started in the off too slow for me, at least at this point. Maybe so, but I mean, there's going to be guys who, and even maybe somebody who wins the MVP who starts off slow in this. Yeah. I mean, I, I believe that I still believe it's Lamar Jackson just because of the actual use of the term valuable. Right. But um, the only two for mine would have been Derrick Henry and Lamar Jackson. So now that Derrick Henry's out, which is unfortunate, the guy almost had a thousand yard season in freaking eight games. Um, I think right now, as it stands, unless anything crazily changes, if they're still, if they win this division, he's the MVP in my opinion. Which would put I, think Lamar is, I think Lamar is definitely, the, should be the favorite right now. So I agree with you, but I think Kyler is going to be there because the Cardinals are going to be so good. And, and, and Kyler, although he's done more with more, <laughs> and Lamar's kind of done more with less here, that's going to be a big argument. If the Russell the Ravens finish 14 and 3 or, or even 13 and 4, Lamar's the MVP. Agreed. Agreed. All right, let's switch gears to the Heisman here through week 10. Now, this one's a little more cloudy, in my opinion. I've yep. there's three guys, in my opinion, that I wouldn't be shocked if they if they won the Heisman. Now, one of my guys, which unfortunately couldn't let me pick him at the moment, if we're giving it through 10 weeks. Uh, was Caleb Williams. I think that he, if he can come on strong in the next four games, the three regular season and the Big 12 title game, I think he has a really great shot of winning. You saw he's like one of five guys under 1,000 to one odds. Like he's he's up there now. Well, 10 to one odds, but yes, I understand what you're saying. That's what I meant. Like under 10 to one is pretty good. Right. And I think he hasn't done anything really to not warrant being in that. And, and, and it's a combination of what he's done in limited time and the fact that nobody's really taken the reins. I mean, Bryce Young has played well. We don't want to take this Alabama bias against Bryce Young. He's played well this year. Um, right now, he stands at 2,700 yards, 28 touchdowns, three interceptions, two rushing 28 touchdowns. to three. Hmm. <laughs> Irony. Um, <laughs> but actually, I mean, it, it almost kind of seems like you have to give him the, the Heisman through 10 weeks, but because of the success of Alabama, I, I actually really like watching Matt Corral play 2,500 yards, 16 touchdowns, two interceptions, but he also has another 550 yards on the ground and 10 touchdowns. Oh. That to me kind of for right now, but unfortunately, like you said, you know, they are what is their record. That's the problem. Well, I believe they've lost two games. So oh, that's not bad then. Right. And this might be a year where somebody who's not in the playoff, you know, wins uh wins a Heisman you know I mean like just like last year we had a we had a season where a wide receiver win that doesn't that doesn't happen very often so yeah the the Rebels are seven and two I like Matt Corral he would get my Heisman through 10 weeks but I don't think he's going to get it at the end based on my projection of how Caleb Williams is going to play oh I think Caleb Williams ultimately ends up being my Heisman right now I wanted to go with Bailey Zapp I think that's how you say his name for Western Kentucky He's first in yards and touchdowns, 37 touchdowns and six interceptions, 3,600 yards, which also leads to the nation, like I said. Here's the problem, though. They're five and four. They've won four straight, but they're five and four. And they're Western my, Kentucky. Yeah. Kenny Pickett from Pittsburgh is my guy right now. Right now. now I agree Caleb Williams is up there. I think Matt Corral should be number one right now, but he's not going to be because it's Ole Miss and they're second field to everyone in the SEC, unfortunately. I think Kenny Pickett and plus Pittsburgh is now ranked. They're like seven and two or whatever. They're mm-hmm. right there to take on Wake Forest for the ACC title. I think that he, I suppose he's like top five and he's number three in QBR, number five in yards, and I believe number three in touchdowns. He's got 29 touchdowns of his own. I think Kenny Pickett, in terms of team record and value, he's done pretty well. Yeah, his numbers, 3,100 passing yards, 29 to 3 TD to interception ratio, and four, uh, four rushing touchdown. I mean, the only point, the only hope we can really have for, for Kenny Pickett is just continue putting up insane stats. But too far down the rank, unfortunately, probably will eliminate him from winning Heisman, but he still could get invited to New York. Yeah. 
Plus, he's one of the top prospects in the draft now. Yeah, he's definitely moving up that board, which is probably more important to him at this point. Um, I, I, yeah, it's it's really tough. I wouldn't be shocked if those guys even we're taking Kenneth Walker out of this. Seven hundred yards with three more games. There's a chance he gets up to one game, one good game, and all of a sudden he's the goat. I don't get it. I, I'm not on that train. I mean, I think he's had more than one good game. That was his highest in moments so far, but I think it's gonna it's gonna fall off quickly. We'll have to find out. Wait and see. But I don't think he's definitely. I definitely don't think he's out of the rankings in that spot as far as you know potentially being invited to New York. You know they they he's as good as any right now, in, in my opinion. I mean like so it's. I mean he's averaging six point eight yards a carry. He's got fifteen touchdowns. If he can finish with eighteen hundred yards and touchdowns in this season, especially if if uh, Bryce Young loses uh, another game or the conference. I think the door is wide open. Ultimately, I think Bryce Young is the front runner and probably will take it home. Eh, I right. guess. But, um, yeah, I mean, any of these guys are, are – if, if something slides, any of these guys are definitely potentially uh, available to win a game or to win a high. CJ Stroud's a good sleeper. Yes, another one too I didn't even think about. But uh, I just – I've been soured on Ohio State. I just don't think they're doing – I understand they beat up on the little guy, which is what they do all year. And then when somebody with half a pulse gets them, like Nebraska – while they beat them, they lose games like that, and they still have the potential to lose games like that. So we'll have to see what happens here with them. But like you said, he's not out of the running either. I said we so. skip the commercial. All right, skip the commercial. What are we going to talk about next? Let's do Vice some golf. Vice Golf. First of all, give me the ad read for Vice Golf. All right, well, it's very simple. Vice Golf has been rapidly changing the game, making balls premium, selling them over the internet, and shipping them directly to the consumer. The balls are as good as anything. Out there, but a lot less expensive. Visit MikeAndAaronDrive.com to shop Vice Golf. Click that Vice Golf logo and begin shopping today. Christmas is around the corner. Get that special gear and apparel for the fight for the Vice Golf and the fan in, and the golf fan in your life. For the fight, I'll hate to fight because God forbid, Darren Williams is fighting Frank Gore. <laughs> Don't care. Do not care. What is this? I think this is bad for boxing. Is what this is. This, I mean, they're trying to appeal to the TikTok masses, and I, I'm not with it. I'm 25 and I'm an old head right now. I am. This is ridiculous. This is just stupid. It just seems like these these boxing matches never really actually become boxing matches. They're just kind of prancing around and they're doing it really for just ratings. And hey, in a, in a, a person who believes in capitalism, if you can sell tickets and you can get eyeballs on it, by all means. But you ain't getting mine. <laughs> what is this even going to be broadcasted on like is it a pay-per-view like it's some logan paul undercard nobody gives a crap darren williams i haven't heard that name in forever i remember this was like 2k 2k9 or 2k10 <laughs> like good lord like is this good or bad for box? i think boxing has whether they've sanctioned these or not i think boxing has just officially embarrassed itself for once and for all like sal you know canelo alvarez and, and caleb plant fought this weekend, I, you could have fooled me. <laughs> oh, whoa! They're gonna come for you, buddy. No, I agree. I though. Like, I, like, there wasn't even really that much marketing here in Vegas where it was. Oh, I, I heard more about the Kamara Usman, Colby Covington fight, which was across literally across the country, than I heard about this Canelo Alvarez fight. Colby Covington, little Trump supporter, I love it. Okay, <laughs> Sam Donald fractured his shoulder. Aaron on the pants was done. Uh, are they done? I kind of, yeah. I mean, I they've think been so. done, but like, it's, I don't know if they've been done, but that that loss to uh, that loss to the the the, the Patriots kind of did them in there, in, in my opinion. I mean, they're just too far back of the Bucks. I don't think they can beat the Bucks, and frankly, I think they're uh, they're just too far back in the in the playoff. I know that not you know people aren't too far back here, but I just I just are very good with Sam Darnold, PJ Walker. If he can ignite a fire. Them? I mean, I guess they got a shot, but right now they're, uh, well, I guess they're only one game back of the playoff here. So <laughs> seven teams is incredible. So having seven teams in the playoffs is incredible. But yeah, I, I think overall they're done. I think Seattle's getting Russell Wilson back. Minnesota's a better team than them. And hell, even Atlanta right now is a better team than them. Um, so yeah, I, I ultimately I do think they're done. Oh. Aaron Suns owner Robert Sarver is under fire for being a racist and using a bunch of uh, pretty ugly sexual 
terms like saying one guy slept through the whole cheerleading team. I'm sorry. That's so bad. You just don't say that crap when you're when you're when you're in that position of authority. But then his wife is also an idiot because she sent all these texts to these ex-employees saying, You son of a gun, you made my family go through hell, blah blah blah. I'm like, Oh, you old white people. Come on, man. What is the, I mean? And then we hear about the, the, the Anaheim Ducks going, having a problem. The Pittsburgh Penguins just settled something with with the story that we talked about recently. And hey, what the hell is going on, dude? What What is all this stuff coming out with all these sports teams? Well, it, it does seem a little crazy. And and if and I say if I don't I don't have a lot of information, obviously being on the outside. If if all these stories are true, then then the right course of action is being taken. But, yeah. you, you know, I, I don't love this whole philosophy of being able to convict somebody without definitive proof. Now, the, these text messages could be the, the smoking gun and, and the, wife, the wife could be ultimately be the one that, that takes the fall. But, you know, they're coming out on Twitter. Well, if 70 people say something, it can't be false. Well, absolutely it can be. If there's literally an entire coup against you telling a story, Ooh. which it may not be true, it's totally possible that you could get ousted based on false facts, like the Donald Sterling situation. There was oh. literally audio tape of him saying whatever he said. Now, is there anything on Sarver? I'm not defending Sarver. I think there's NFL. I think there's um. I don't want to say NFL. I think there's um videos on Sarver. Some. All right. Well, then that's fair. That needs to be the smoking gun. But before we had those issues, and we actually refused to talk about it, or at least I did, refuse to talk about it on the show here because it just seems like it's the coup du jour. I mean, Mark Cuban has been alleged to say these same things as well, but we leave. Apparently Mark he's Cuban. fine now. But why do we leave Mark Cuban alone? So, I mean, I, I don't want to take somebody else down with this situation, but if Robert Sarver is legitimately found guilty of these things, then yeah, I guess you got to sell the team in that spot. But uh, I mean, until like, like you said, the, the, the text messages from the wife, and if there actually is video or audio of him saying these things, you know, I, I don't I don't subscribe to this group think of like just because ten people say it, it must be true. No, that doesn't absolutely does not necessarily true. Yeah. So uh not to defend Sarver or not to defend the other people. Ultimately Sarver's gonna come out fine because if he is forced to sell his team, he's gonna make a billion dollars. So No, so there's all former employees here. I thought I found that kind of interesting. Oh, we got fired, so now we hate you. Oh, so it wasn't a problem before? I don't I never understood that. Yeah. I mean, you got another situation here on a smaller level, Dalvin Cook. Oh. I mean, Dalvin Cook now is facing the, his feet to the fire with uh, a former girlfriend. He allegedly abused her when she was coming to get her stuff. Uh, there's a lot of moving parts with this one because now he has fired a countersuit uh, alleging extortion. Uh, so uh, we don't have a ton of information on this right now. It's It's kind of in the early stages here right now, but you know, the pictures of her with her face beaten up, it's mm. not, uh, it's not a pretty sight for Dalvin cook. Now here's the question. Will Dalvin cook be held on the commissioner's exemplist based on what yeah. we have at least right now, because whether it's one woman or whether it's 22 women, I don't, I don't, I mean, mm. you kind of almost have to do it. Right. I mean, if this evidence is true, it's a very damning spot for Dalvin Cook, and not only for right now, but for his future in the NFL. A good thing I was in a Madison looks good. <laughs> for the Vikings, sure. Right. Smoking gun, no offense, Alec Baldwin. I want to I know, know your own opinion on that real quick before you send us home here. So now they're saying, oh, well, they're Wayne the Rock Johnson said, oh, well, we're not going to use real guns anymore. Why use real guns on a movie set anyways? I'm just a pop culture thing here. It was for, like, uh, believability, I guess. I don't know if that's the right word, but... I don't understand that. That was bound to happen. I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often. Uh, it's only happened two times that I know of. This Baldwin case and then Bruce Lee, which someone accidentally or on purpose loaded a, loaded a gun. Ugh. And he was too close to the situation. Uh, I don't have a lot of information on that, but yeah, I know they use it for believability or, you know, like obviously, you know, real look, make everything look real. Maybe they should, get, maybe they should start putting the movies, the guns with the orange cap on the end. I'm dead. <laughs> I'm driving home. Yeah, it's been a fun day. We've got a lot to get to. So we had a lot to get to. Some of it we didn't get to. We'll uh, 
we'll have to talk about that tomorrow. You got uh, you got what do you got lined up tomorrow? I know I got David Tusky coming on the show again. West Virginia fan. How does he feel after a bunch of team? He was right. They could have upset some of those teams, and they just couldn't get excited. I think they got one upset, whatever. But we're also talking about his book, which is really good. Um, a sci-fi book that I actually have right here. Wow. Very cool. You're going to have to tune in tomorrow to get that. Uh, I am going to be absent tomorrow, so Mike is going to take it driving solo. We appreciate you guys listening. Check us out every weekday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Also visit us at MikeAndAaronDrive.com and support us on those social media networks at AM Drive TV and all those logos you see up there. So for Michael Carvelis, I'm Aaron Crouch. We appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Adios.